Hi, this is Open Ended, a podcast where truly no topics are off limits. And I'm your host, Callie Wiesner. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi guys, it's Callie. Um, welcome back to a new episode. I am super excited for this week's episode. I mean, I feel like I said it every week, but I'm so excited to be back. Um, so for this week's episode, I'm going to talk, basically talking about like pressure and productivity, all that good stuff. Um, because I know a lot of people are feeling that right now and getting, because of getting near to the end of the school year for a lot of people. So yeah, um, I just want to say as like a slight disclaimer, you can take all, I'm, this isn't, I'm hoping to not make this episode like super heavy on advice. But inevitably, that probably will end up happening because I'm talking about a subject where I'm, I know a decent amount about it. I'm not trying to be braggy, if that makes sense. I don't want to come across that way. Um, but yeah, I just want to say, like, it may be advice heavy. End of story. Um, but yeah, I guess I want to start with saying, like, a lot of pressure for a lot of people is either self-imposed or people impose it on them. Um, I guess the main one that comes to mind for me and probably comes to mind for a lot of high schoolers or just people that are between the ages of like 12 and like 22 is there's a lot of pressure specifically now put on to young people about school and getting good grades, being successful in it, doing well, really just excelling in it. Um, and whether that's put on because put on by themselves it's self-imposed because they feel like they should the person feels like they should be successful and that that's how they're going to be a better person and that's how they're ultimately going to get more money in life or that's what they've been told at a young age is you need to be successful in academics period or it's from like their parents or other people around them even like their own peers are like in order for me to be fully successful in life and to get as much money as possible is to do really well in school and stress myself out to to the point where I'm having mental breakdowns and I'm throwing up because I'm so nervous and I'm doing all these things and it just builds on each other. Um, that is like the epitome of what we think is school stress, right? Where it's you're crying, you're nauseous, you have real, a lot of anxiety from it. You are just, you're putting so much pressure on yourself and people are putting, especially parents I feel like put a lot of pressure on their students to do super well and to excel because that's how they feel like they're going to get success later if that makes sense now it's in my experience parent my parents have definitely put um a somewhat amount of pressure on me surrounding school but like if I get a bad grade on something I'm like okay I get this a learning experience I'll learn from it um if that makes sense. Now, for a lot of people, as I was saying earlier, like the epitome of stress is to the point where it's anxiety or they're anxious all the time or there's a really clear negative response to school and being unsuccessful or quote-unquote failing in school. But I think there's a lot of micro stress that happens where you're, you know, having really small panic attacks or you're just constantly thinking about school in the back of your mind or it's just it's constantly running running rampant and you're thinking about thinking about thinking about it 
And ultimately, I guess that begs the question, like, is it healthy to be constantly thinking about school or is it good that we have, that we think failure is the worst thing ever? Because ultimately is failure, I guess, is more philosophical. I clearly, I wanted to go in a philosophical, um, go in a more philosophical way today, but is failure really bad? Like, is it really this terrible thing that people paint it to be? I don't know. I think in a lot of ways, yeah, it can be. But in some ways, I think it can actually help us be better later. So I guess I think what... Because pressure, ultimately, it has... Failure and it are connected in a way because there's pressure from people from, like, your parents or even your own peers who also, like, let's say you're pretty smart and your peers are also pretty smart. So you both, so you all put pressure on each other to do well. And ultimately, I think a lot of that pressure is, might be driven by a fear, a fear of failure or just you don't want to fail or on the opposite way, you want to be successful. But I think in a lot of ways, in actual real life, not in a school setting, you need to fail to be successful. And that's what I think happens with a lot of that pressure is that idea of oh I actually need to fail and do bad at things to be successful I think that is taken away from when people put pressure on you to do well in school if that makes sense because it's just it's kind of the way it is like in a lot of things you have to fail to do well like if anybody's in sports, you know this. You have to do something's wrong because you learn from your mistakes and that's how you get better. And it, while it might be, while you might not necessarily make failures in it, you'll make mistakes. And isn't it cumulatively that a lot of your mistakes add up to failure? Is that what we think failure really is? Or is that the learning process? In at least from what I've seen is, yeah, you make a built-up of, of mistakes of mistakes constantly, but that's okay. Um, at least in my experience, I used to be super perfectionist. Like I needed to do super well, but at the same time I wasn't doing as well as I could have because I was a perfectionist, but also an avid procrastinator. So I think in a lot of ways it taught me that from trying to, from breaking that cycle of, okay, I need to be perfect to being, okay, I know that I won't do the best on something and that's okay because it will it'll pay off later. For example, if you're studying for a test and you get really bad grades on certain sections, you're like, okay, or I mean, let me rephrase that. You have a really big tests coming up, but you've been doing a lot of practice tests for it and you have been doing super well. But when you're studying, you go back to those sections where you haven't been scoring well. You go back to those specific topics and you build up that tolerance. So in a lot of ways, I think that you need to fail on the certain sections to be able to learn about that certain section so you know, okay, this is what I need to focus on to do well later on. And that's how you become successful, at least academically. In sports and stuff, some people just have that natural gift of being like, okay, I'm really good at this. I should pursue it. And I'm successful like right off the bat. I don't know if you heard that snap there, but I snapped. Um, But I think... In a lot of ways, it's not that same way. Yes, they put the time in, but they've never had people that are naturally really good at a sport. Have they ever failed in it? Or have they just made small, mini mistakes throughout the time? And that's how they've grown, if that makes sense. But I think for a lot of people, 
it's not that way. I think that that specific experience is very rare. Um, and so I think we need to really ref- like redefine how we become successful and saying, you know what, I won't become successful at this right off the bat. Um, I know for a lot of people too, that, um, pressure and stress and all of those things are often viewed as negative as well. I'm kind of switching, switching gears a little bit, but I think in a lot of ways, healthy stress is great because it pushes you to be better and do those things. And you, you know, when you're on the time deadline, you're under a time deadline. You kind of have to meet that deadline. Um, it's the same thing with pressure too. I think a healthy amount of pressure is good because it pushes you to be better. But in a lot of ways, it's a fine line between having healthy pressure and extreme pressure to where there is a lot of negative effects from it because you can go from the point where it's like, okay, this pressure, yeah, it's stressful, but it's ultimately helping me be better. Or you can make that switch really quickly to where this pressure that people are putting on me is too much and it ultimately affects the pressure that I put on myself where I know I can do well, but this pressure is holding me back from doing well because I'm constantly thinking about it and constantly mulling over ideas and being anxious, if that makes sense. So I think if you're listening to this, a lot of th- what I've done is kind of redefine and rethink what pressure is. So for me, what constitutes healthy pressure, especially in this time period of um, doing exams, because I know the end of the year is end of the school year is a lot of exams for people and tests and all those things and finals. For me, it's, yeah, I'm going to be stressed for the next couple of weeks doing this stuff and studying for it. And I probably will doubt myself 90% of the time on how well I know the material. But when I go to that test, I'll be okay. And ultimately, if you're like doing an AP exam, I've kind of redefined it as, because for AP exams, especially, it doesn't really affect your grade in the class. Because I know that people can be stressed out about it. Um... I've kind of redefined it as, and this is something that one of my teachers said a couple, like a month or two ago, he said, there can only be positive things that come out of this if you do well. There's nothing, there's no negative response. Yeah, from your parents, they might be like, well, that sucks that you did that. Like, why couldn't you be better? But at the same time, it's like, how does it affect them? And, but how does it affect you? Well, you didn't really get the credit, but that's okay. That just is like, okay, maybe that test was really hard. Maybe they like, maybe I didn't do as well as I thought I did. Maybe I didn't study enough, whatever. But I think in a lot of ways, if you study an adequate amount where you feel prepared, I think the test may be that it's okay to, let me, I'm, I feel like I'm speaking gibberish a little bit right now. Um, but basically... If you don't do well on the test, it's not the end of the world, especially like an AP exam where it doesn't affect your actual grade in a class. I think it's just like, okay, I didn't do well. That's okay. You know, no harm, no foul. It just shows me that maybe I need to study, study more later or, you know, it's okay. I'll have to spend an extra money on that certain subject. We'll learn more about it in the process and having that background knowledge in the subject will help me be successful if I'm retaking that certain subject material. Um, I guess kind of, I've been weaving in and out between like anecdotes and what the actual main idea of 
this episode is, but because I'm talking about pressure and productivity, just, yeah. Um, I think too, that pressure is something that we, that our own self-imposed pressure can be greatly affected by the pressure that other people put on us. Like if our parents put immense pressure on us to do well in like art stuff or school or sports or extracurriculars or really anything and it's an immense pressure where you feel like where do I put this pressure like it's just so much a lot of it I think is internalized because I a lot I don't know if y'all are familiar with this idea or this concept but it's external forces affect our internal forces so I think in a lot of ways when we have a lot of external stress from other external people it affects how we internalize stress and how we internally stress ourselves out because I think in a lot of ways people have really good internal stress they have it enough to where okay I know that the stress is good and I know it's in the back of my mind it's helping me be better but when people stress you out too much if you can either stress yourself too much to where you're you're anxious and it almost the stress almost transitions to either anxiety or depression or whatnot or you're on the other end where your brain is on overload you can't deal with that much stress so you just almost either push it out like push it out toward like almost reflect it back to other people um you're really negative you're really angry you just have you're just like so much emotion is there or you just completely become like shut down you don't you're not motivated you don't have that stress anymore you don't have that drive to do anything to achieve anything and that's perfectly okay if that's where you're at I ultimately you can be wherever you want to be and if you're or let me rephrase that if you're happy with where you are that's okay because contentment I think is something that is so hard to come by that if you're content what you're doing don't feel the need from other people to change it because that'll just put more unnecessary stress on you if you already feel like you're being successful. But there's a caveat to that because if you have almost tricked yourself into thinking like, okay, I'm really content here and other people are telling you that maybe you should change the way you're doing this, maybe you've almost brainwashed yourself into contentment. So that can be a tricky thing too. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess I can, if you take one thing away, just remember that stress and pressure, it's really hard to deal with when it's too much, but you need to have a little bit to at least achieve some semblance of success. Because when you put a little bit of pressure on yourself to do well, you'll do, you'll do well. Um, I think that in a lot of ways too, we have, a lot of people have either a really positive outlook on pressure and stress or a really negative one. But I think that to be truly successful, you need to be able to put a little bit of pressure on yourself and to be like, okay, I need to do this in order to have this result, if that makes sense. Um, It also, I think, ties even into productivity. Like I said earlier, if you're on overdrive from being pressured and stressed out and people are just adding to your stress and your pressure on top of your internalized pressure it can affect your productivity you can either 
be incredibly productive. You can do everything you need to do. Blah, blah, blah. You're on overdrive. You're working, you're working, you're working. But it's not in a healthy way. You're just doing stuff. You're not giving yourself a break. And that will lead to burnout long term. And it can affect your productivity where you're initially really productive for like however long. But then you're, you're super burnt out. You don't feel motivated. You don't have a drive to do any of those passion projects that you did anymore because you were, you're just so burnt out. But on the other end, if you're given so much pressure, pressure and stress on, stress on something, you can become not productive at all. And like I said earlier, there's a almost like a manic anxiety ridden like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Or, oh my gosh, I have to do it. I have to do it. There's that side of it, that side of the spectrum. But there's also the side of the spectrum where it's like, ugh, I don't want to do it. And you just feel down on yourself, that kind of sunken down feeling the unconfident feeling both sides are really unconfident but it's that you're really down you're really depressed you don't you doubt yourself and you just that holds you back from being productive and achieving something this is at least from what I've experienced with having pressure and all those things um I've mostly dealt with like the feeling down not really the manic oh my gosh but I have other people that I've I have friends that have dealt with that before, so I have a little bit of insight. But yeah, I guess I just want to say that like a little bit of pressure is okay, but too much is too much. Um, it's the same with productivity too. If you're too productive to a point where you're constantly working, 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 you need to give yourself a break. Like I'm telling you that right now. I, I might be sound a little bit harsh, but if you're constantly being productive and you never give yourself a break, even for like an hour you need to take a break and just go like take a walk because you're going to be burnt out pretty soon if you keep going on that track because and then you're going to lose all of your passion and you're going to be feeling like you're still going to be doing the work but you're not going to be passionate about it. it's not going to make you happy and then you're almost going to have a myriad conglomerate of you feel down and you're really depressed and you're unconfident on the other side you feel anxious about it like you have to get it done for some reason. You don't know what that reason is. But ultimately, it's down to pressure. Um, I really wanted to kind of create, or I guess this episode, I wanted to make it pressure and productivity because they're both so interconnected. And that's at least what I've found is that they're so interconnected and it's so... And initially, I didn't see it that way that, oh, yeah, the amount of pressure that people are giving me specific or more specifically, the amount of pressure that I'm putting on myself to be perfect all the time is affecting my productivity and affecting my perception of success. Um, so I guess almost a little transition type thing. I think, too, that when I figured all this stuff out. I figured, oh yeah, I need to redefine and reframe what I think of as productive. Because ultimately, doing schoolwork or just work in general, yes, while that's productive, there are other things that are that you can be super productive too. Whether it's doing self-care or working on a passion project, something you're really interested in, or taking care of people, hanging out with friends, doing all those things. There's so many things that are productive that we don't, that is not ca- characterized um, societally as productive. That for me, it's really finding out that, oh yeah, a lot of things that I actually do in everyday life is super productive. I just don't, I just don't 
internally feel that way. For example, hanging out with your friends or spending time with your friends is super productive and it actually is good for you the same way doing tasks for school or work is super productive as well as working on a passion project. Because you're hanging out with people, you're growing that relationship, you're making memories that you're going to remember and that's going to make you happy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are so many things that are productive that people don't think are productive because society tells us that's not productive. We should be working all the time. We should be doing, being on that grind, being that quote unquote boss. Because that's a lot of the time I think that entrepreneurial culture. While it's great for so many things, I think that we need to be creating a better work-life balance. I know I've talked about that before. Um, But a good work-life balance is instrumental in changing your happiness. Um, At least from what I've kind of seen is that being productive, it makes a great impact. Or let me rephrase that. Reframing and redefining what I thought was productive made an entire impact on how I felt about myself and my mental health. Mental health. Um... So I guess I encourage people to just say, oh yeah, this is actually productive, but I didn't realize it was productive because I thought about this or, oh yeah, this is actually like really good for me. I thought it was really bad for me. If like, you know, um, some examples, I guess I know I said alluded to this earlier, but like cleaning your room, spending time with your family, spending time with your friends, you know, taking a break. Taking breaks can actually be productive because it helps you down the line so you don't become burnt out. Um, Again, hanging out with friends. Just doing things that kind of get you away from your, get you out of your head and almost push you to take action and to actually do something is helpful in making you productive. Um, I will say that one of the things that I found to not be productive, and granted there are a few things in this world that are not productive, are hanging out or spending time with people who are toxic that is not productive because it it actually worsens you um and the second thing is going on social media or spending time consuming media too much is not productive i get i i totally get it i do this too i do this all the time where i'm on social media i'm looking at what friends are doing but i'm doing it too much to where i feel bad about myself or Um, or I do it in a way where I just don't feel good or I don't feel like I'm actually doing something. Well, for some people, social media is their job. I think for a lot of us, it just makes us feel bad. I think that social media inherently makes us feel bad about ourselves. Even if that's your job, I think in some way it makes you feel bad about yourself. So for me, limiting it has really, has what has made me productive. I think that Checking in on what friends are doing, doing that stuff is super productive because you're you know, you're building those social, like texting with people, um, like over, so, over social media and stuff. That's really productive because you're socializing with people. Um, but I think that in a lot of ways, over consuming media is just really not productive and it doesn't help us. Now, you can think what you want about that. Like you can do with that what you will. But for me, it's just found making me feel worse about myself or has made me feel like I'm not productive. And I think I said about this earlier, but I really like to feel like I'm being productive 
all the time. So I'm not feeling productive. I just feel stuck and I don't feel like good mentally. Um, another thing though, that I will say about, um, social media is if you are doing something with media or on media or consuming media, um, where it helps you with like a passion project or something that genuinely gives you joy and makes you laugh, I think you should keep doing it. Um, because like, let's say you have this really funny account that you follow on Instagram or Snapchat or what have you, and it makes you laugh consistently. And it's something that you look forward to keep going on that account, but just limit the amount of times that you do it. Because ultimately I think when we're seeing stuff through a screen, we're artificially becoming happy where to become happy in other areas of our life, we need to experience more natural happiness if that makes sense like actually going out making memories doing things taking action is really helpful because it impacts your productivity too when you're in a better mood I think we all feel more productive right or we're more encouraged to be productive um so I think that just limiting media is really important for productivity um and to that you know you can be really on media as much as you want but I think being more um aware of it and conscious of it is super important um so yeah just limit your productivity I was about to say something about that but it slipped my mind um but yeah just productivity it's such a tricky thing but it's also so simple it's a very weird juxtaposed idea right because Um, I think in a lot of ways, certain things, not necessarily in society, but just certain things in general can make us affect our productivity in a major way, or it doesn't have to at all. Um, for me, at least productivity has always like been something that I've either struggled with or done really well with. And there's no middle ground, but I think it's really important is having a middle ground and being in the middle and being stable and productivity, um, is really important. And I just figured out what I was going to say. Um, kind of jumping back to the media thing. I think in a lot of ways, um, it's so weird to me how media, like how it almost instruments or dictates what our emotions are going to be. Like one minute, we're seeing a happy video about family or we're seeing a happy video about these people going to the beach or whatever, or like this cute dog and we're like really happy. We're smiling. We're laughing. Or it's like a funny joke and we're like, we're laughing. We're super happy. The next minute it's about like death or disease or something really not uplifting. So I think in a lot of ways media has made our emotional regulation turn on us and almost become something that switches so rapidly and so quickly it's so interesting to me how it's become very affecting our emotions and how we deal with that and I think part of that too affects our productivity because we're used to like I think we've become almost conditioned to be like switching through things and changing our emotions and changing the way we feel about things rapidly because I think with those, with social media and how it educates now certain ideas, we're like, we go from, we know something to we know, or we're going rather, we're going to from, 
we don't know about this topic to where we know it in a span of like five minutes. But I think in real life, it takes longer because we're looking for stuff. We're reaching, we're looking at articles. But on social media, it's made information so much easier to come by. And I guess bigger the bigger question is, has this affected our perception of how we get information and how we are productive? Because I think in a lot of ways, productivity is, or I guess a branch of it is how we get information. Or we dictate productivity about how much stuff we do, yes, but also it's how, how much stuff or how many tasks we do are linked to what we learn or how we find information on a specific topic because the learning process is definitely connected to productivity for sure. Um, so yeah, I guess that was just kind of interesting. Like, um, I, I, I guess where this idea came from um, was I listened, uh, I watched a podcast. It was a podcast video um, last night and one of the things was like, yeah, it's so weird on social media how, like, videos can switch so easily and how the algorithm has just become almost too good and how it's social media algorithm. Let me specify that. It's almost become too good to the point where it hyper-focuses on topics that they know we'll like, so we're constantly looking at information that we like, we like, we like, but it switches from a really happy video to a really sad video or video that makes us angry. It's constantly switching and it's become something where we're really addicted to it. And does that hinder our productivity? I think in a lot of ways, yeah, it does. Just just leave you with that. I definitely rambled on with this week's episode. I definitely need to be like, take a deep breath. Um, I definitely rambled on this episode, but I I actually had a lot to talk about this week. Like, that is surprising. I did not think I was going to go for the full 30-ish minutes today. Um, There's a timer that times how long I've been speaking for through the app that I'm doing, if you all are wondering that. Um, Yeah, I definitely talked a lot, but I hope this was helpful or you learned something or you enjoyed this week's episode. I definitely did. I actually really like talking about this. Um, I think it was more where I'm at too, mentally. I just, I had a lot to say about it. So with that said, if you like when I talk about this stuff, please comment on the social media, open under pod, no dots or dashes, all lowercase on Instagram as a public account. Um, I would highly recommend following it. I have new episodes come out every Saturday at 8 p.m. You all probably know that by now, but if you're new. Hi, I'm glad you're listening. Um, but yeah, if you, again, I'll probably, because I have a list like on my phone of episode topics, so I'm probably going to do another one now. If you've been following for a long time, you know I've been doing like, if you want to see any, if you want me to talk about anything on a specific podcast episode, please comment it below. Or it's done like a poll type thing on, you know, Instagram stories. I really like doing those. Anyway, that's totally off topic, but. If you want to talk about more about this episode with me on the Instagram, feel free. Or if you just have any topic um, requests, please, please, please bring that up to me. It can literally be anything. Again, open-ended. It kind of lends itself to talking about anything. But please contact the podcast if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I hope you guys have a great 
great day, week, month, year. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.